Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. Hello, hello, hello out there. Hello, people of the universe. I'm happy to have Adam Elk here. He is the band leader, the guitarist and lyricist, singer of the Mommy Heads. And uh, he and his band just got back from a 16 show tour in Sweden. And they've been all over Boston, New York. And um, one of their band members uh, lives here in Wellfleet. So really happy to have him speaking with us. Welcome, Adam. So we've been around over 35 years and we were very active in the 90s. And then we put out uh, a a record, our fifth or sixth record on Geffen and they dropped us. Uh, But the records got to Sweden. And 10 years after that, we had been broken up for 10 years. We got calls from Sweden saying they never stopped playing us. So our first time visiting Sweden was 2010 and it was awesome. We realized that we had our kind of music this kind of quirky pop, intellectual, smart, funky, new wave meets punk, whatever. It just works there. And we just came back from our seventh tour and we play towns that even Swedes don't know about, like backwater towns that we just love. They'll be university and we'll play. And we headline festivals and um, got to play. uh, We backed uh, the lead singer of a band called Eggstone, uh, who recorded all the Cardigans records and has the same sensibility, which is pop. And um, and it was great. And we had a great show. We had 10 shows there in a row. I kind of lost my voice towards the end. And then the lead singer pair from Eggstone came here and we went from Boston down to D.C. and we played six shows. And it ended up in D.C. at the Swedish consulate slash embassy. Lo and behold, the guy who runs the place is a huge Eggstone fan. So we had a Sunday show at the embassy that was 250 people sold out and it was a great way to end the tour. And it was really magical to be on the road for mo- most of us in the band are in our fifties. And we're just kind of got to pinch ourselves that we've never had a major hit or anything. We just have really sort of a small dedicated following, but uh, we can actually go out and have fun. So that's, it's great.
sound i i call our sound the songs that ai can't replicate i give i challenge ai to replicate our music because it 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 it's never four four it's never simple in terms of construction but yet we're just four people on stage so there is a simple you know there's no laptops there's no pre-recorded anything so we have to make this and so it ends up being very simple like it's it's it the skeletal structure of it's simple but it's music for people who are kind of maybe a little bored of the usual. So it's a nice mix of sort of co complex and simple. Uh, the, another way to put it is it's almost like eating food that it's like, looks like a banana and it's very simple, but yet it's complex. Unlike a meal with a lot of flavors, this is just a, it's complex to the core. So it's, it's that crazy fruit, like a, uh, that you open it up and there's seeds everywhere and there's colors. And um, it just naturally comes that way. And that's what I like about it. There's an organic complexity to it. What do you and your band and Sweden have in common? Like in terms of, cult, like, did you identify any particular thing? Like culturally, is there, did you, did you really vibe the place? You know? Do well, you they're, 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 yeah, they're very relaxed. They're kind of taken care of. Their paternity leave is two years. So they, they get health insurance, they get free college. Even if they're laid off, they seem like the happiest laid off people I've ever met. So there's this calmness where they, they can take in more art than most other countries. Like here, everyone's doing Uber at night and they're studying and they're, they've got the day job where they got to clock in and they've got their side hustle with, they're selling hats online and they're musicians and they're artists and they're making a screenplay. And so we over hustle here and there. They're just kind of happy to just do one or two things. And so that helps because our kind of music, you don't want to be stressed. And they also have a, if you listen to their folk music from a thousand years ago, it kind of sounds like our music. It's just kind of embedded in the structure. You know, it's kind of still sounds like ABBA and, 
and the cardigans and it's still it's it's very melodic and it's kind of has a little edge and it's it's perfect for us um so it's kind of ingrained in their culture to be sort of melodic and thoughtful and smart um and it just clicked and now we have a bunch of friends over there and we have a network of clubs and we have our label and and it just feels like home and um it's really cool to have a home for a band because a lot of times you just want to do what you do, but you don't know where you fit. And if you, you, you know, in like New York in the late seventies, if you were Blondie, you found a home pretty fast. Right. But cause you were punky and it was edgy, but there were a lot of other bands that didn't fit. So where do you fit? And, and for us to have a place that we can go to as well as San Francisco, New York, and a bunch of other places in the States is really cool. And the other thing is it's a vacation sort of, it's like a musical vacation and we can't escape. We're all there. There's, it's not like I got to get home by six. You're there. Your flight doesn't leave till 10 days from now. So let's just play music. And that kind of cool sequestering for musicians is cool. is great. Cause we'll slip out. Musicians are a great escape artists. Like we'll find the back door and disappear. So to be stuck is really another cool element about going seven nine seven to nine hours on a flight well it's interesting that you should mention that because i was just interviewing claudia nygaard and she was talking about how her music comes to her when she's stuck in a car driving and you know from point a to point b and i had interviewed bees deluxe and they were talking about how when they're swimming and they have to swim from point a to point b like they have they actually get all this inspiration and it's like a sequestering of that creativity and some of my best songs I actually wrote when i was at a car dealership because i had to keep coming back for things Things. And I was sequestered with Steve Harvey in a, in a room full of people that I had to block out. And Steve Harvey's funny. I think he's great. Um, and then the people, you know, with their munching and all their different things that they were doing. And so the, there was a sequestering within myself in this very loud environment. So there's all kinds of shapes and forms that that sequestering takes. But it's interesting to hear this experience. Yeah, it's it's enlightening. Yeah, I mean, I, I could write, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, Coney Island, it was very loud, ro robust family communication. <laughs> um, and for me, music tuned out the static or it made sense of all the noise. And I could just sit there with a guitar while stuff's flying by and let in what I, what I think is interesting into that musical world, which is a whole different, like, it's a different form of communication. It's a, it's almost... It's almost like a, a, it just relaxes. It's like taking a pill to relax. That's what music is for me. And I can just sit with a guitar anywhere. It doesn't have to be a, a, a beautiful field full of, full of flowers. It could be in an urban setting because it's my way of making sense of the static around me and, and the noises and the craziness. Um, and that is a form of sequestering. And for us to go out of America and as a unit for guys, to have that make sense of the static and all the craziness and let in the things that are inspiring is a cool thing. Unlike here where at any moment we got to separate. Uh, and, and it's a form, it's like, you know, being in a band's like four marriages and it's a form, it's a way of learning how to communicate again and how to, how to maintain and how to really understand the human race through four people. And so, there's there's evolution and in a band and some people don't get it I I understand that but for me it's um it's it's intense to to play with with four people and also feel like you're helping the world to some degree like I always joke with our keyboardist who lives in Truro he's very forward thinking about the earth and 
ecology. And I always say to him, you know, you could be on a bunch of town boards and try to get some things passed, which is a pain to try to get things moving politically. But your ultimate thing that you're going to be known for is your music. And those are carbon credits. Your songs are carbon credits. And when you make a song that affects a hundred people to change their mind about something in a way that you think is positive, that could be more than actually getting something passed about changing signs, which is great, but you know, and you should do that too, but you really are talented at these song things. And that's what people are, that could live for a thousand years. The sign might come down about don't dump here or recycling or be changed, but your song lives on. And, and if that has a message and it gets through, then that's your major carbon credit gift back to, you you know, earthlings basically <laughs> so yeah and and you know i think on a spiritual level you know um all art is timeless i feel like that you know people channel songs they feel like things come to them i mean not not every song and not all the time and not everyone but <laughs> like yeah. just that that um that somehow in this permanent record and some in you know the the moments in time that capture an essence or a spirit that people connect to through their heart, you know, yeah. through their spirit, everyone's bonded by that energy, that synergy. And so there's this sort of uh, ether, I feel like, that lives around art, you know? Yeah, so I, I, I think I think that if you're a creator, and I'm a kind of a compulsive creator, but the the, the just the act of creating is a good thing. You're, you're staying out of trouble. And you're kind of getting to some source, whatever that is, right? And then once in a while, as you said, not everything's great, but once in a while, something will haunt you and you'll wake up the next morning and go, man, what was that? And then you'll you'll put it down. And if it's really good, it'll stick. And then you have these three filters in your band, like I do, that go, I really like that, or I hate that. And then they cherry pick. And before you know it, you have like a nice set of things that haunt in a good way or move people. But the whole time you're just doing this to stay regular. It, it's like better, it's better than granola in some respects. And, and it's just the act of doing it keeps you calm and youthful and in touch and in touch with your emotions and not disconnected. And so there's so much good and healthiness. There's so, so much healthy aspects to it that I, I think that my best parenting for my kids is just to make sure that they're creative, not destructive people. But, you know, not everything you're going to do is a hit, but just the journey is the is the key. Like whenever you stumble on that thing that really feels good and it's accidents for me, but um, all all of it's really great. And um, what we've learned as a band over 35 years is if you go for the hits and you go for Billboard Top 10, you're going to be miserable. And if you just go for this sort of lifestyle, you'll be fine. And you don't need a gazillion clicks. There's never enough. You start get becoming this monster for clicks. It, it's kind of useless. Just do what you do. And, and if you, if, whatever, it's going to come. Um, and that, that's what's kept us together. A lot of bands break up.
There are bands that fly under the radar like us. Recently, super fans, like we have a pay- Patreon site and you pay a dollar and you get a song a month. We have these super fans in New Hampshire that wrote a, pl- a musical. And the musical is, utilizes all our music, 22 of our songs, maybe 24. They've used the subject matter of the songs to weave a story that makes total sense that I never knew about. They've changed the lyrics here and there to fit their story. So it's retrofitted. And I was nervous to read it for a, a moment because I was like, oh, what if it's not great? Then I read it. The keyboardist read it, who's in Truro, who has a little bit more time than I did. And he's like, it's amazing. Then we were traveling from Malmo to Stockholm. We had six hours and I'm like, I'm going to read this. And it was great. And I got I teared up midway through and the main character was having issues. And, and, I, and I thought, what a gift. Like just by doing what we do and existing, someone was inspired to do something that they're proud of. And it doesn't even have to be on Broadway for me to be proud of it or, or proud of us. And if, even if it, like, if it's off Broadway or it's at a local theater, I'm going to be so happy because it's, and it's really good, which is the icing. Um, and I'm a, I could be a critic. I was really moved. So things like that, 
it's pretty awesome. And you got to pinch yourself that you can inspire someone else to be creative. It's like a chain of inspiration. That's amazing. It's it, very emotional. That's very cool. Yeah. So did they take songs from a number of your 15 LPs? I mean, you have 500 songs. We have upwards of almost five. No, they. I think a lot from New Kings of Pop and Future You like four records ago. They probably started it like in 2020 and they were really inspired by this song Speaker Heart and they named the place Speaker Heart. And it's it's about this musician who's just in, the, in his struggles and everyone around him and um, and and managed to like some of our Patreon songs that are unreleased are in there. And the and it's a father and daughter team. And they came to our Boston show and they were sweethearts. And to just see a dad and his daughter working seamlessly together, because I have a daughter and it's not always that easy. But um, I, I was just blown away. And, it, you know, even if that's the only thing we ever achieved, that would be cool. And then there's all these other things. So it's really kind of fun. Um, it, it, little things like that, you never know when they're going to happen. And, and that's why you got to keep plugging and just throw it out there because the right person will listen. It could be one person versus billions. And that one person is the right person. And that's just how you got to go about it. Yes, very, yeah. very sage advice. Very cool. So, um, yeah, I <laughs> impulse item oftentimes goes through my head that, you know, <laughs> that song uh, from Genius Killer. And so you have some really good hooks. And in your your most recent album, Coney Island Kid, we get a whole tapestry of, you know, a lot of images and a lot of storytelling. Um, you know, it, it's 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 not a, like it's not. Um, well, I don't know how to explain it. It's but not it's, a light it's, listen. <laughs> it's a little heavy. Well, you know, nobody go, nobody is born and nobody dies in Coney Island. And that's the right. first thing we learn is that they emerge from the well, No one's born here. They just ooze out of the fray. And no, I nobody dies here. They just, uh, I forget the lyric, but uh, it's it's heavy. You know, that that song is like a therapy session. I feel like of all songs, you're sitting there listening to a patient and a therapist. And, and if you ever wanted to do it, there's the song for it. But also I think it's universal to hate or love where you come from and to either go back to it and go, I think I wanna raise my kids here. I think I wanna live here. I was wrong as a teenager, or I still hate it. I'm staying put, can't stand it. Every, no one feels blase about where they grew up. It's always intense. And so for me, my dad still lives in Coney Island. I have very intense feelings about it. And for me to process it through that song and this record was very therapeutic. And um, it's an intense place. It's an urban resort, beach, amusement park. When you add urban with 10 million people and you pile them into a beach area with rides and haunted houses, and then you live there, it's, it's a, I would just say it's a very interesting concoction that we've made here. <laughs> Uh, well, it was really relatable for me growing up on Venice Beach, which was kind of like a like a circus, a year round. I was circus. just there. I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so just like a stone's throw from the boardwalk where it all where it all happens. Uh, so like some of my favorite memories too are uh, of where the the man-made world and the natural world collide. Like, you know, listening to Transformers like ha like kind of crackle with like a little bit of rain or like being at the bus stop for an hour and a half in the rain. And then like, even though the buses are passing you by because they're full and suddenly out of service for no reason and I'm getting splashed and everything, these beautiful waves of exhaust are keeping me warm so that I feel like you know learning to love that is like a wonderful comforting blanket of like cozy. so you grew up in Venice Venice like LA Venice right <laughs> that's I would say you could write your own concept record I mean I was just there it's intense there's yeah. nothing else like it in the world yeah definitely muscle beach and just all the different mm -hmm. stuff going on like yeah, my first crush was actually on a fire eater there. <laughs> he used to put women on his head <laughs> on one wow. one of uh, on a like chairs, and he would just have the one, you know, or it was on his chin, and it was amazing. Firewalker, fire breather, the whole thing. He had it all down. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a that's a date you got to bring an extinguisher with you, which is that's crazy. So what? So where are you going to be next? Well, this this tour was a lot for us and the new record hits radio it's getting a lot of press in the progressive press because it's it's a concept record it's a little heady so there and we it just somehow one person tells another person in a certain genre and now it's going to radio and we'll see how it does i think it's getting we're going to see what happens like next week maybe work on our 16th record at some point people might be like you know, you, you don't need to stick around too much longer. Like, just say what you got to say, <laughs> you know, I don't want to overstay our welcome, but it, you know, if, if we can do it, we'll do it. And the ultimate for me is when you, you know, we have, I have kids and they're teenagers and I feel like the best way to know what grandpa was like would be just to play one of the records and they can, they can describe me and have, and have conflicted descriptions. One can say, oh, he was great. The other one could say not so much. So I think the the record will speak for itself and or the music. And 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 that's a great way to sort of um talk to your sort of future, you know, grandkids or great grandkids, have a conversation with them via music. That's a great it's because it has an emotional thing. It's not just like a letter, I love you so much, you know, it's 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 a deeper sort of, oh, I can relate to this. And that that feels like a great another great reason to, to make art is it really describes you in a very clear way with many layers and levels that you can't you can't do with words in a lot of ways. So um, maybe we'll just keep making music and do another one next year. We'll see. Thank you so much, Adam Alec, for being with us. Everyone should check out the Mommy Heads and hopefully you'll be touring to Cape, to Cape Cod sometime since- Who knows? Um, possibly, we'll see, yeah. It feels arbitrary self-imposed We're so desperate for connection We don't care if we impose Pushing our ideas down your ears Never asking why We're here It's always been a struggle 
listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org. Theme music is provided by Mazen. You can find her website at mazenmusic.com. That's M A E S Y N 